the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Back on the Bruce Hooley Show, we have been talking with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network, and we have so much to get to that we uh, split Jack into two segments. Jack, kind enough to stick with us through the bottom of the hour break. Uh, We were, at least I was, surprised by the announced resignation of Christina Johnson, the president of Ohio State. That was announced on Monday night. Yet the news stories that I read, uh, at least, well, the official release from Ohio State didn't mention resignation. And the oddity of this is, you know, as I've read pretty much every story and every site I can find since then, I don't find anybody saying anything like super bad about her, which I would think I would be able to find for someone who's resigning in the middle of a contract. It's not like she has another job with some big entity. Oh, I got a better gig. I'm going to leave. I'm tired of being president at OSU. It looks like she was forced to resign. Yet nobody's saying anything bad about her. You're a great reporter, and you've got sources that are different than my own. Have you been able to get any clarity on what led to this? Bruce, I've unfortunately not been able to crack the case here. Uh, I heard the news yesterday about the same time everyone did. I think it was around 5 o'clock. I immediately made some phone calls and sent some messages to OSU contacts and lawmakers. And the resounding consensus was that people were surprised, and they didn't see it coming. The Columbus News outlet that broke the story reported that the school's board of trustees asked Johnson to resign and that a review was conducted by an outside firm after staff raised concerns about Johnson. But I don't know the specific purpose or findings of that review. Uh, I will be working to get those from the university and other sources. But uh, Johnson was scheduled to attend an OSU legislative reception on December 1st, one lawmaker told me, and so her announcement totally came out of the blue there. And I spent time talking to a lot of people last night, and we can go over some of these, but, you know, there, there's just, as is often the case, you've been in this business long enough, particularly in the sports world when players get suspended or coaches resign, yeah. there's, there's always this time gap, and, man, people love to fill in that gap with all kinds of rumors, right? Yeah, they do, um, no doubt about it. it And so there have been a couple, you know, one of them is um, uh, that crime around the university has been um, comparatively off the charts, and that was a contributing factor. Uh, A story was uh, released last week in the school's publication, news publication, uh, regarding a $1.9 billion inpatient hospital project with Wexner Medical Center. Um, That was halted after engineers found cracks in columns. So, you know, that was a little bit of a black eye. Um, But see, none of this really seems to tie back to the original report saying that there was an investigation or, you know, some looking into her. Um, One source said, hey, I I don't know if this is the reason, but given her background in engineering, maybe she's going to intel. Another pointed to her position with the U.S. Department of Energy under the Obama administration as, uh, you know, maybe that's 
maybe there's something there with the DOE that may be linked to her resignation decision. But no definitive answers yet, Bruce. No. I mean, she's going to find something if she wants to. She's of an age where she can retire. I would assume she's, you know, very well off financially because she's made a million bucks plus at Ohio State and had a career in STEM before that. So, you know, the intel thing would make sense. Going, she, I think she was in politics for a while. and Maybe she goes back to the Biden administration. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's curious at this point in time because usually in circumstances like this, there's some hint as to why she was asked to resign. That two-hour executive session by the board a year or so ago was a hint. We didn't get it at the time, but we certainly get it now. Our guest is Jack Windsor. He's with the Ohio Press Network. Follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor. I've not delved into this Trump, Kanye West, Nick Fuentes topic because I don't like to talk about things that I don't know about and honestly, I had no no clue who Nick Fuentes was. So I've spent the last couple of days looking him up. And the more I find out about this guy, the more I understand the criticism of Trump for allowing this guy to be at a dinner setting with him, even though Kanye West supposedly brought him along and Trump says, I didn't know who he was. I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to yeah. believe. Nick Fuentes is one of the worst people out there. I've heard one comment from him where he was making a joke about the cookie monster baking cookies as a very uncomfortable reference to the Holocaust. It was disgusting to me. Donald Trump has a Jewish son-in-law and a daughter who's converted to Judaism. I do not believe Donald Trump is anti-Semitic, but you cannot allow this to happen if you're Donald Trump. And it just seems to me like ever since he's announced for president, he's made misstep after misstep after misstep. And this is a big one, Jack. In my opinion, this is a big misstep by Donald Trump. Yeah, it really appears to be. And I was in the same boat with you, by the way, Bruce, when this story broke. Uh, my visceral response took over, and I'm going to own it. But please, and, and if anybody ever edits this tape, I'm sure I'm going to look terrible on social media. But I'll say this. When it first broke, I kind of went, okay. Uh, I can't tell you how many times the mainstream media, you know, prints a label and sticks it on it. You sure. know, you're right. You're an anti-Semite. You're a you know transphobe, whatever. And so my gut response was, all right, why? You know, it's a Trump story. Of course, they're going to say that. Um, and, you know, I said to somebody else, I said, look, you know, Jesus sat down with prostitutes and tax collectors. Uh, but look, I don't think Donald Trump was trying to convert this guy. No. Um, and, and the more I dug the way that you did, I went, all right, what's going on here? The interesting part to me is that Donald Trump, uh, I believe it was uh, on Truth Social, released a statement yesterday. And it said something along – I think it was yesterday – something along the lines of, hey, Kanye West came for, for dinner and brought people with him. I didn't know who was going to be there. Bruce, I don't buy that. Um, this guy is – essentially public enemy enemy number one, according to mainstream media and the Biden administration, he's a threat to democracy. So I have a hard time believing that Secret Service and the protectors around him aren't thoroughly vetting everybody who comes and that he's not getting briefed. So I kind of scratch my head and go, what in Hades is he doing here? Yeah. And, you know, if he look, I would say if he had a a viable excuse as to why this guy came to dinner, then he had the opportunity to explain that to the world. And by kicking the can down the road by saying, well, I didn't know who was coming. Yeah, that, I think that makes I think it look makes it look even worse. Not a smart move by Donald Trump. I don't think he's an anti-Semite either, uh, but I think he has a lot of explaining to do for that boneheaded decision. You know, the more I see him operate, the more I just wonder about the quality of the people around him. And I know that, you know, look, I thought he was a phenomenal president from a policy perspective. 
But I just don't know uh, the turnover in staff while he was in the White House, these kinds of mistakes. To me, uh, he wanted to jump in the pond before everybody else to get all the water out of the pool so nobody else would have any place or any room to swim. I actually think him as entering the pool when he did, he might make so many mistakes that by the time we get to the primaries, he might be in for a shock as to how many people support him. I know there's always going to be a certain number of people, and I think everybody sort of assumed that number would be 30%. What if it's half that much? What if it's half that much? Because he's lost me over criticizing Glenn Youngkin and Ron DeSantis and this. I just wonder if there are a lot of other people like me who liked him for his policies and were willing to look past some of his really bad mistakes and some of his tweets and things like that. This I can't look past. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things you hear probably as often as I do is, oh, Donald Trump is playing 4D and 5D chess. You just don't understand it. He always has a reason for doing this. I don't buy that anymore. I think he makes emotional decisions. I think he has an ego. I think he's one heck of a negotiator. Uh, but I think he makes some, some poor choices. And those poor choices continue to show up. And I think that they are isolating and alienating some people in his base. Look, there is a dyed-in-the-wool group that will be there. They'll show up. They'll vote for him. Um, but, but, look, he's not doing himself any favors here. And the problem, though, if you're a Ron DeSantis, if you're um, – Mike Pence, if you're um, anybody else in that primary, is that Donald Trump will will go to any length, and he's going to spend a ton of money. So you've got to be well-resourced. Um, it's going to be really hard to beat him in the primary. I don't think he does as well in the general election as, say, Iran DeSantis. I think DeSantis would beat uh, Biden going away. I think Trump would be in trouble unless Republicans change their election strategy. Interesting perspective, as it always is when we have Jack Windsor on the show. Follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. His site, theohiopressnetwork.com. Jack, thanks for hanging on through the break. Thanks for coming on with us today. Always an honor, Bruce. God bless you. Thanks, man. Man, thank goodness for that guy. I I, I mean, look, I did newspaper reporting for a long time. Uh, I know how hard it is. I know how easy it is to follow the pack. I know how unpopular you are when you ask tough questions and do stories that people don't want you to do on them. That's why I have so much respect for Jack and so much respect for people who say the things that need to be said, even if it's not popular. And in that vein, we get into next why the Biden administration is so hesitant to say what needs to be said on China. got your wish yesterday if you were hoping for a presidential response from one of America's top politicians. Unfortunately, the strong political response was not from the president of the United States. Joe Biden continues to be guarded, and in fact, super guarded, with his comments about the protests going on across China in the wake of an apartment building being set on fire, people being locked inside because they want to have zero COVID, and if they went in to fight the fire... People who had COVID might have gotten out and their germs might have spread. And, well, you can see how this goes. The White House has taken a decidedly tepid approach to this, as typified by a cut that I had yesterday but didn't play for you. Here's a reporter from Politico asking John Kirby at the White House podium about the White House's message to protesters across China. What is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom or Xi Jinping step down? The president's not going to speak for protesters around the world. They're speaking for themselves. And so there's no reaction? This, these protesters are speaking for themselves. Speaking for themselves. Speaking for themselves. As I said yesterday, that's, uh, well, that's unacceptable coming from uh, 
the land of the free and the home of the brave. Like they're protest, they're literally taking their lives into their hands, protesting China's draconian lockdowns. And the best we can get from the White House is, ah, you speak for yourselves. Uh, we we support your right to protest, but you speak for yourself. Now, if you ever doubted that Ron DeSantis is running for president, uh, it should be out of your mind now because Ron DeSantis yesterday was at an event in Florida where he was talking about Florida economy and infrastructure and business development things, but. Ron DeSantis understands that there's a vacuum on the American stage as it relates to what's going on in China. And Ron DeSantis is not going to miss an opportunity because he's a fantastic politician. But more than that, he just understands the spirit of the American people as they watch what's going on in China. Ron DeSantis says what you wish Joe Biden would say. I just want to make a comment about what we've been seeing going on in China. Uh, This zero COVID policy Uh, is draconian, uh, it violates people's liberties, and it is completely unscientific. And the people of China are right to be able to speak out and protest against what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. This CCP has a maniacal desire to exert total control over its population. Zero COVID is really just the pretext for them to do what they want to do anyways. And that is not a model uh, that can work over the long term. The people in China are finally speaking out uh, against it. And and I just think we need these draconian uh, COVID policies to go to the ash heap of history where they belong. Now, that's the kind of decisive statement you want an American president to make. Why can Joe Biden not make that statement? Well, because if Joe Biden makes that statement, then the things that Joe Biden advocated for, the things that Gavin Newsom and Kathy Hochul and Gretchen Whitmer and all the others advocated for in terms of locking down different aisles in stores, closing restaurants. Oh, by the way, I've got to add Mike DeWine to that list. The things that Democratic politicians and uh, Republican governors in Ohio, who somehow uh, managed to uh, skate on that because he had a completely incompetent uh, competitor in the general election, um, because the Democrats did those very things. But still, I think there's a way for Joe Biden to thread the needle on affirming the protesters and the fact that, look, you can't you can't deny people their freedom. You can't not rescue people in an apartment fire. Would I be off the reservation if I wondered aloud whether Joe Biden's hesitancy to say anything about the Chinese protest has anything to do, anything at all to do with what kind of dirt the Chinese government might have on either him or on his son, Hunter. See, there are a lot of people who criticize the House, the Republican House coming in for oversight on Hunter Biden. Oh, you got to govern. You got to care about the things people care about. You got to propose legislation on inflation and this, that, and the other. And I agree, they do. They have to put legislation on Joe Biden's desk so that he's forced to not sign it or at least put it in the Senate so the Senate can vote it down. So you you can at least say we tried to get this done and the Democrats fought us on it. They have to do that, but they can walk and chew gum at the same time. And that's why they have to investigate Hunter Biden to find out how deep his ties to China go and how deep his ties to Ukraine go. So that's my super conspiratorial reason why Joe Biden Biden hasn't said anything that adds any impetus at all, any power at all to what the people in China are doing, literally taking their lives in their hands, protesting against a dictatorial regime. Here's Byron York of the Washington Examiner 
with another theory on why Biden is so careful on what's going on in China right now. Supporters would say the president is just being cautious in all this, and everybody else would say he's been really soft. And, I mean, you can look at a number of uh, examples. I mean, look at Saudi Arabia. He said it was, he was going to make Saudi Arabia a pariah, and then he's fist-bumping with uh, uh, MBS as far as Iran is concerned, the United States trying to be on the right side but not doing a whole lot. And now with China, he's clearly, the President Biden is clearly worried uh, about uh, 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 irritating Xi Jinping in any sort of way. So comes out with this very benign statement, oh yes, we support the right of protesters, but not saying anything about the specific reason they're protesting. Now, Joe Biden's not alone in this, of course. Uh, You will recall that the NBA backed down on China when Daryl Morey came out in support of the freedom protests in Taiwan. LeBron James has had nothing to say about Uyghur Muslims being mistreated and used as slave labor in China. There have long been reports that Apple is making a ton off of slave labor in China. And true? Not true? Well, as I said yesterday, Apple has a technology that allows people to file share in China That technology has been diminished in the wake of these protests. So are you going to hear anything from the White House about that? No, of course not. You hear anything from LeBron James, anything from Apple on that? No. So I guess if we want a tough opinion on China and a tough opinion on big tech and how it smiles on China, we're going to have to go back to hopefully future president of the United States, Ron DeSantis. There's reports that Apple is not allowing the protesters to use this airdrop function where they're trying to communicate. That obviously is providing aid and comfort to the CCP. And so you see that report, and that's very concerning. And then when you also hear reports that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store because Elon Musk is actually opening it up for free speech and is restoring a lot of accounts that were uh, unfairly and illegitimately suspended for putting out accurate information about COVID. That's like one of the main things that's being reinstated. So many things these experts were wrong at, and you had people on Twitter that were calling that out. And Twitter, the old regime in Twitter, their response was to try to just suffocate the dissent. And, and, and Elon Musk knows that's not a winning formula, and so he's uh, providing free speech. And so if Apple responds to that uh, by nuking them from, from the App Store, you know, I think that that would be a huge, huge mistake. And it would be a really raw exercise of monopolistic power that I think would merit a response uh, from, from the United States Congress. And so uh, don't be a vassal of the CCP on one hand and then use your corporate power in the United States on the other to suffocate Americans and try to suppress their right to express themselves. He's not reading that. It's natural. It's powerful. It's what you want your president to say. Unfortunately, he's not president yet. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.